0: Good afternoon, America, and welcome to another edition of The Sea Report. We are coming to you live on today, this Thursday, May 27th, 2021. I'm your host, Mr. C. I hope you all are having a great afternoon. Uh, I know I am. I know some of you all are probably wondering what I'm doing popping in so early. Uh, well... Truth be told, um, I do have some appointments later on this afternoon. Uh, My sister will be uh, in surgery, and I want to make sure that afterwards I give all my attention and everything that I need to as I'm able to. And so to that end, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pop in this early report. Now, today, we're not going to necessarily be covering too many recent new headlines. Um, I'm going to be going over some... um, Mm, some recent headlines, but just not within the last twenty four hours. As usually, I put my stories together. I am um I'm basically uh going over the most current headlines. But we're gonna go over some missed headlines this uh, from the past few days or so. See how that goes, and uh, you know just kind of fill in some of the gaps wherever I get to miss. Since we're always covering. Uh, election news these days, it seems like, at the Sea Report, if, like, if it's not about the elections and the audits, it's about COVID. So uh, we'll break away from that. Yesterday was kind of a nice break away from that as well. Uh, we were talking about Whitmer, and we were talking about, well, we, pff, Whitmer seems to always come up. I mean, wretched Gretchen Whitmer. I mean, there is a character for you, if you ask me. But Oh, man, may she uh, may she get her comeuppance is all I got to say about that. Uh, now, we are live on the Foxhole app on Twitch and on DLive, so welcome to everyone who is out there and who is uh, sharing their time and space with me. I do appreciate it, um, but we'll go ahead and get right into it after we do a quick chat recap. We had a pretty good chat going on. Now, we had uh, Monkey Toes in the house, Red Ant in the house, Red Ant was making uh, some comments in response regard to the whole brand new conviction against President Trump that they're trying to lay, that they're going to convene this grand jury on and, you know, take six months and three three times a week to go ahead and try and lay. And, you know, I was thinking about it post-show and I was like, well, they have these two tax books from President Trump, right? And basically one of them was a book on what it sounded like was a book on low taxes, right? So it's like, is it, are they thinking it's his cheat sheet? Like, oh, well, we need to make sure that we target this because this is how Trump's pan- planning not to pay high taxes. When in fact, of course, they've had these loopholes for the multi wealthy individuals for like ever, right? They've created uh, loopholes for their, for their buddies up there who have a lot of money. And Trump was simply just exploiting the tax code. If you ask my opinion, because that's how it was written. Why not get in on it? Why are you going to try and pin him on something that they have provided a way for them to go ahead and do that? So there's one issue that I don't see being a big issue. It's going to be a big non-issue if you ask me now. The other one was a book on uh what was it not paying uh, lower taxes, but but different ways I guess to get. Well, let me see. Let me let me pull up my notes from yesterday because whoa, oh, Mr. C has forgotten his point. Um but yeah, so that other one was another another book of sorts that would have given them his him the ability to kind of like Uh, I, I mean exploit is probably a hard word, but I mean they've already exploited us enough So like, you know, what's the difference here, right? Um, So yeah, so as they're looking at an examination into uh, one that had favorable tax and loan rates. So again, this is a book that's going to give him um, basically the impressions of what favorable tax rates he can choose, what favorable loans he can go through. So it's kind of like a playbook for him, like kind of like a how-to, like, you know, maybe his tax advisor just had all of these great secrets. So they're going to try and exploit it, and of course, uh, we did have comments from Red and to the effect of, um, let's see, the IRS has already audited him for years. They haven't found anything. Uh, monkey toast said he went along the right lines with all tax breaks for all the billionaires, right? So exactly all the billionaires had the same tax rates. They just didn't have these books of guidance that he had. I don't think he's really doing something to obfuscate the law in this regard, if you ask me, but that's just my opinion. Okay, and then also we have here <laughs> also we have here um, yes, uh, uh, oh monkey toe 's comment went on to say can 't wait till they look at biden 's and all of Congress's. now that was the brilliant thing about them attacking Trump on his taxes is because if they open the door for him to get you know examined and have the IRS go after him, they open up the door for everybody, so it becomes like a level playing field, and I think that that is just an excellent idea. So, uh, why not? You know, um, it seems like he's, uh, President Trump has had to have been the martyr for a lot of these causes just to get the ball rolling on the other ones. Uh, let's see what else did we have in the chat room yesterday. Um, let's see, uh, Carrie Lake was in the house. Jay, oh, Jay I loved Jay's, uh, Jay's, uh, um, comment here. This is when we talked about Teflon Don. Now, admittedly, I'm not the one who made up that, uh, that term, but apparently this term has been around because Jay said John Gotti was Teflon Don um, and it fits Donald J Trump perfectly so yeah that's what I think too I didn't come up with that I guess someone came up with it for John Gotti <laughs> Uh, we all know who John Gotti was. I mean, come on, guys. How could you not know? Uh, all right. What else do we have? And uh, Monkey Toes. They love being shamed. Yep. Just V was in the house. Carrie Lake was in the house. Um, um, and let's see. Who else do we have? Joy for Trump. I hope you enjoyed your day off. Joy for Trump. It's always good to have a, uh, a day off. And I thank you for joining us on the Sea Report whilst that was happening. Uh, let's see. What else do we have in the foxhole? This is. Uh, these are all coming from the foxhole, by the way. Uh, Sheria 22. First time in the C report, so thank you for joining us on the Mr. C TV channel over at the Foxhole app. Um, and then what else did we have here? Oh, it was just, you know, you guys had so many good things coming at me. Uh, let's see here. I got a, oh, there was some banter about, well, not banter in a negative way, but hey, Grouch79, how's it going, Doreen Merck? Good to see you there in the Twitch. Glad you guys are joining us. Uh, we're doing a special live early today because I have uh, family matters I got to take care of later this afternoon. So anyways, I wanted to make sure I got a report filed. Um, all right, guys. And then let's see what else do we have. Uh, where did I leave off? Oh, there was, there was a bit of banter about the way I dress um, uh, in a good way. Um, but just for so you guys know, I, I just like to get dressed up. It's something that I enjoy doing. You know, I enjoy, I, I mean, you know, look good feel good kind of thing. I mean, I don't exactly got like, you know, a million dollar smile or like the kind of face that would, you know, uh, catapult me into like, you know, whatever, you know, people who have pretty faces desire. Uh, I mean, you know, missing teeth, no hair. I got a lot working against me. You know what I mean? But I like to look, I like to dress up nice. It's just something I enjoy doing. And then also, you know, like today I'm sporting my Donald Trump tie. So yeah. So like I thought today would be a good day to do it anyways. Okay. So, all right, let me go ahead and get back. Thank you guys for the, uh, the kind remarks though about my, my garb. Uh, <laughs> I just, you know, it's fun for me. Okay. Also here, um, what else do we have going on in the chat before we get into the news? Oh yeah, I I swear I had like uh, I had kind of per- parsed through some of this chat because uh, I had like what several pages of it. Um, you're probably like pages. What the heck? Uh, let's see. Oh, there was a lot of snickering about um, uh, Katie Schnob's over there and her her lesbian Sonic the Hedgehog hair from back in the day. Um, I mean, come on. Oh, we also had uh, Belushi was in the house. Hey brother, Belushi and Texan. And, uh, uh, okay, you guys were with me during Snorgate. I'm not denying it. I am not denying it. (laughs) <laughs> Abby normal was in the house seventeen angels was in the house beck w seven twenty seven was in the house love warns uh best wishes to getting well over there love warns w c crane operator was also in the house helios one helios one was making some good uh points now I like helios one I like his style or her style um wh- wh- whatever they may be uh um but uh, let me see I had had one highlighted here oh well i don't know about this when evil comes in the form of a beautiful woman he I'm not going to question your taste, okay? Because you know what, I wouldn't want anyone questioning mine, and everyone has their own taste. But when they come in the form of Gretchen, wretched Gretchen—no, just kidding—I'm assuming that's who you were talking about because that's who we were talking about at that point. Uh, Classical chick also was in the house as well, um, so it was a, it was a good a good and fun afternoon. And I thought I had my highlighted script here for uh, my. Um, my, uh, what do you call it, for my chat uh, recap, but apparently I didn't. So please forgive me if I missed you, but I do thank you for joining us. Uh, We had other people coming in kind of late. Oh, and then yes, uh, at the end, uh, Texan said he would give a shout out from the event, so I'll be looking for that, sir. I still got to figure out where that live stream is going to be because unfortunately I will not be able to attend the the Patriot Roundup, um, but uh, to be sure, it would have been a great thing to be there. So safety and blessings, Uh, uh, going to all of our friends who will be there at the Patriot roundup. Okay, guys, let's go ahead and get into our news now. Oh, thank you, Doreen Merck. Yes, uh, I appreciate the sentiments in regards to my sister. All right, let's go ahead and get to today's. Now, we didn't have uh, today's news. We'll start, of course, with President Trump because Trump always leads at the C-Report. Now, uh, okay, so let's go ahead and get jump right into it before I run out of time. Um, The first statement we have from actually it's the only statement that we have from President Trump today with Memorial Day weekend coming up. Tomorrow people start driving in the biggest automobile days of the year. I'm sorry to say the gasoline prices that you will be confronted with are far higher than they were just a short number of months ago where we had gasoline under $2 a gallon. Remember, as you're watching the meter tick and your dollars pile up, how great of a job Donald Trump did as president. Soon Russia and the Middle East will be making a fortune on oil, and you will be saying how good it was to have me as your president. Wasn't it great to be energy independent? But we are energy independent no more. Shame, shame, shame. I'm going to do the little pointing finger. (laughs) Other than that, have a great Memorial Day weekend. All right. Those are nice sentiments from our 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Um, And, you know, he says, he said here, what was it? Uh, You know, the Middle East, basically. Yeah. Middle East and Russia would be making a fortune off oil. I'm willing to gather that the Chinese will also be making a fortune off oil because I done heard that we were selling it to China in order for China to sell it back to us. I think there was also some kind of scandal with Canada involving that as well. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that all comes to light. All right, guys, we're going to jump straight into some news. Now, again, like I said, these are not today's headlines, but we are going to be covering some recent headlines that I thought were worthy of bringing to the attention and archiving here on the C-Report, um, as opposed to just kind of brushing over them. Um, but yeah, I, I, as you guys know, if you've been following me, most definitely the um, elect, uh, the election audit Uh, has been, uh, consuming my time. Interestingly enough, I did receive a message. It was like my first goon message. My first troll message, um, via email. Someone accused me of being a shill because I'm covering the election audits. Um, I was like, I don't understand how those two work together, but hey, buddy, it's your reality, not mine, right? Well, let's get back to Mr. C's reality. Okay. Oh, wait, that's not what we... <laughs> okay, let me, let me bring this guy up. Okay, so the first thing that I wanted to talk about today was actually uh, the House Republicans, they've unveiled... That they have this new plan to uh, get more broadband, more Wi-Fi, more internet into the rural areas of America. Now, as you guys might know, uh, probably the vast majority of our country is not uh, as developed as New York or you know California or even Texas. Uh, but you know we do have a lot of farmland out there. We do have a lot of rural territory out there. And so it's become a necessity to make sure that these areas are not being deprived of that access also. Now, I know there's a lot of family out there who live on farms and who work on farms and who live in the rules. They're not in the big inner cities, you know, and it's just as important that they get their daily dose of the C report as it is anyone else. No, just kidding. They did not pass this act for that or not seeking to pass this act for that. But I think in uh, the COVID event where everyone was, you know, being summarily uh, house arrested, basically, uh, and forcing their children to be uh, taught from home. I think that's where they found that a lot of these rural areas really needed that broadband. They really needed that Wi-Fi signal. And so they're doing something about it. This is an actual infrastructure. Can you believe that? As opposed to uh, this infrastructure going towards green projects, right? Was it the Green uh, Green Deal projects? This is an actual infrastructure that the House Republicans um, of the... uh, Uh, of the rural American, uh, I I apologize, of the agricultural committee are seeking to pass uh, to get more needed broadband and Wi-Fi out there. So it could, it could very well be a good thing. At least I think it is. I think that would be a good thing. The only bad thing about it, I think, is that they'll end up getting as fried as we are by the 5G waves. Because trust me, I feel them like I really do feel them. Like it's it's interesting, but I don't know. I've I've kind of learned how to listen to my body. So, anyways, uh, in in regards to that, uh, it's called the um, Broadband for Rural America Act. The Broadband for the for Rural America, and it would provide more than seven billion dollars in authorization for USDA. Uh, broadband programs. Now, it's the Republicans on the House Committee of Agriculture who are introducing this legislative package, and it's aimed at making, uh, upping the connectivity rates in rural America. Um, The head of the Agricultural Committee's name is Representative Glenn Thompson of Pennsylvania, and he's the one who's championing the bill. Now, I've seen Glenn Thompson speak on the, you know, the Committee for Agricultural website. He does drop things like Uh, lowering their carbon footprint. Now, I'm hoping, Mr. Thompson, you are just saying things like that to, you know, kind of... uh uh, not cajole, but to, you know, to humor the people. I mean, because I guess agriculture, uh, climate, environment, I guess it kind of all goes hand in hand. Um, or maybe it's just to, you know, uh, to, to make it more accessible for them to get to the funds since, you know, you have this Democrat-led House. So maybe by by using words, by lowering carbon footprint, it will, it will uh, turn the ears up of the Democrats in the House and they're more likely to pass this type of legislation. I don't know if he's playing a game or if he's serious about it. But anyways, he says it's time to put aside partisan differences, debate the merits of this legislation, and address the significance of this infrastructure need. And again, this is is what I would say is good. I mean, of course, we could always fix our bridges, right? Uh, uh, And stuff like that. But I think this is uh, something that would be uh, good for Americans uh, in the rural areas. You know, and then who knows? Maybe there'll be a, a more outpouring of people going to rural America because they can get away from the city and they can still get that Wi-Fi signal. Um, let's go ahead and take a quick look at, um, an abbreviated, uh, version of what this bill has to say, uh, because they do have the full bill available online for you all to see if you'd like. But why do that? We can look at the uh, abbreviated here. Broadband for Rural America Act overview. Reliable connectivity is essential to our communities and a 21st century economy. The COVID-19 pandemic has made it abundantly clear just how much households and businesses rely on this technology, and it has shown the detriments of spotty internet service where broadband is lacking is often referred to as The digital divide, and nowhere in the nation is the digital divide starker than in rural America. So again, the Broadband Bill, um, Broadband for Rural America Act, would authorize 3.7 billion dollars per year for critical rural broadband programs, including the Reconnect Rural Broadband Program, the Middle Mile Broadband Program, and the Innovative Broadband Advancement Program. It would eliminate duplicative programs by codifying the popular Reconnect program. It would build on the success of the reconnect by establishing 25 third MBPS connections as a threshold for minimum broadband service. I don't know what that means, guys. It just to me, it means that it's going to be stronger and and more reliable. (coughs) Excuse me. Targets limited resources so assistance is focused on the most rural and least connected residents, which are often the most expensive to connect to, promotes borrower accountability and protects taxpayers with new tools to ensure promised services are delivered to rural communities. I I could imagine it would be kind of like that. Like say you only have like a couple of service providers that are any good out there in the rules. I don't know if you guys ever saw that South Park episode where they were trying to get Wi-Fi and the guy was like uh-huh, you want some Wi-Fi? And, like, they were just jacking up the prices on them. Anyways, that was a hilarious episode. We won't talk about what else happened in that episode. Uh, so, of course, they'll be supporting rural communities, shattering limitations to potential, shaping the next generation. Uh, so you can see this at republicans-agriculture.house.gov or, as always, here at the Sea Report, if you would like uh, to get on my Discord, I will be dropping the links to all of these documents and websites, anything I cite here I try and put in the discord for people to peruse at their own free time and at their own free will. So you can see uh, my my cited work. Okay, so that wraps it up here on um, uh, this topic. So good for them. I hope they can get that passed. Uh, I know it's an uphill battle, you know, in that house uh, full of Democrats. But, you know, they'll do what they have to do. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, guys. I did not give you a warning this time. Here we have, here we have for all to see wretched Gretchen Whitmer. Now she's looking a little sour today. She's looking a little sour today. Now I did tell you guys, I do not actively seek uh, any type of photos that are flattering whenever I'm putting up, you know, uh, enemies of the Republic. And uh, this woman most definitely is an enemy of the Republic. So what's going on with Whitmer today? Well, actually... As you guys may know, she's kind of getting it handed to her from all fronts, right? First of all, you have uh, you have this Miss Whitmer who um, who was just recently busted violating one of her own COVID mandates, right? She got busted, you know, so all of that's unraveling for her. And then uh, she has this scandal going on because she's trying to shut down the pipeline uh, that runs through up her place up through Canada. So she's got that going on. She's She has all of her people under house arrest and she's basically holding them hostage, you know? And then she's also facing some... Uh, um, inquiries about her leaving the state to go to Florida, right? Okay, now, she was going to Florida to visit her dad is what she said. But there was a lot of, you know, uh, ethical questions and some financial financial questions uh, regarding that. So um, she's dealing with an ethics complaint to the Michigan State Board of Ethics by the Americans for Public Trust and Michigan Rising Actions has a complaint against her uh, to the Internal Revenue Service. And all of this is stemming around her decision to go to Florida. She didn't let anyone know. So, you know, um, uh, the uh, the House and Senate over there slapped her. Uh, to me, it was it reminded me of someone who's been on probation and they have to tell their probation officer when they're leaving the state. Uh, but basically, because Michigan's in a state of emergency, one that she has chosen to prolong herself, she has to inform them when she's leaving and when she's coming, like basically that. So, this is where this uh this new trouble for Wretched Gretchen Whitmer is coming up from. Now Wretched Gretchen not only has to do check-ins and checkouts whenever she decides that she wants to, you know, go ahead and um go ahead and uh leave and come from the state. But I mean that that it's a state of emergency. That makes sense. That's something that you should you should have to do. You should have someone who's in charge there, you know, while you're gone there now and then, don't you know? Well, in regards to this, we now have fire coming the way of wretched Gretchen Whitmer from none other than the state of Florida. What? What's going on with that? Okay, well, it seems that a Florida state representative, Anthony Sabatini, a Republican, he is demanding that the Florida's attorney general open a criminal investigation into wretched Gretchen Whitmer for visiting the state of Florida... During that, you know, she went to go see her daddy kind of thing. Now, um, he's asking that the Republican Attorney General of Florida, Ashley Moody, investigate her misuse of public office. And uh, that is in regards to her violation, violating uh, several Florida statutes while she was traveling through Florida. So, I mean, uh, the first thing that I thought here was, wait, she was in Florida So, why on earth is, why on, uh, she's from Michigan, right? I mean, she's not from Florida. So, why on earth does Florida feel like it's their jurisdiction to, you know, open this investigation onto her? Well... Here's some of the reasons. Now, um, Republican Representative Anthony Sabatini, he explained it is clear based on the definition of public servant in Florida statutes that this state has jurisdiction over Governor Whitmer based on her actions while traveling in the state. The statute defines a public servant as any officer of a governmental entity, including any executive branch officer. He went on to say, any and all public officials visiting Florida must respect the laws of our great state for this reason. Governor Whitmer's behavior in Florida should not go unchecked and must be looked into with a full criminal investigation. That, my friends, is very exciting. So, I mean, it's very interesting as as well as exciting, um but let me see what else we have here in this regard let me let me make sure I'm not missing something. Oh, yes, we have the documents. okay, so this is the documentation from Mr. Sabatini. Let me go ahead and expand that now we're not going to read through all of this, but this is just so you can see for a fact that uh he did indeed filed this uh, uh, look, request for criminal investigation into governor wretched gretchen whitmer's potentially illegal and corrupt use of taxpayer funds in violation of florida law so okay so then here down here we have the statutes let me go and pull up page two so you can see it for yourself uh, and I, well, I could expand it if you'd like, but I think that'll do. I, I'll read you the body of the text. Uh, in in this, uh, this um, notice, he laid out one Florida statute 838.016, unlawful compensation or reward for official behavior. It is unlawful for a public servant to knowingly and intentionally request, solicit, accept, or agree to accept. Any pecuniary or other benefit not authorized by law for the past, present, or future performance, non-performance, or violation of any act or omission which the person believes to have been. Or the public servant represents as having been either within the official discretion of the public servant in violation of a public duty or in performance of a public duty. 2. Florida Statutes 812.014. Theft. A person commits theft if he or she knowingly obtains or uses or endeavors to obtain or to use the property of another with intent to either temporarily or permanently be appropriate the property to his or her own use or to the use of any persons entitled to the use of the property. And it says Whitmer has attempted to explain that she was there. Um, that she was, um, she, she's attempted to explain away the secret flight by claiming a dark money nonprofit organization paid for her FAA unapproved chartered jet. So yeah, she's in trouble with the FAA because her jet wasn't chartered. She's in trouble possibly with the IRS because of the fact that she was using a nonprofit that was uh, geared towards, um, you know, political ends uh, that should not be going to personal travel, right? Uh, But again, she says it was not a vacation and it was not a gift. Right. Um, But here again and then again, uh, that's not to mention the hypocrisy that she's laying down on her people in Michigan because they can't travel, but she can. She says she went to go visit her father. But um, a Breitbart's news correspondent by the name of Kyle Olson reported about this scandal and suggested that Whitmer had a legal justification for using the nonprofit funds for the trip it would indicate she did other things in Florida besides tending to her father's alleged needs. So it wasn't just for her father if she can justify the trip Using those uh, nonprofit funds, so she 's kind of cornered herself away if she says uh, no um, i it was legal for me to use these nonprofit funds, and that would indicate that she can spell out that she was there for other reasons uh, and then that would put her as a liar for saying that it was her dad's uh, her dad 's needs that caused her to go to Florida, so she has definitely Painted herself into the corner here. Uh, Olson went on to say the trip occurred in March. The original story broke in April, and the 501c4 acknowledged the expense for the pay in May. So all of this is coming to a head, um, and and I guess maybe she just wanted to get away for what. Uh, uh, for uh, a spring break, right? Spring break down to Florida. And then, and then you know, keep all of her residents, you know, under lock and key. It just don't make sense, Governor Whitmer. And uh, you know what, Wretched Gretchen, I think your day is coming. Um, so yeah, so that's what we have to say about that. Now what we're gonna do, guys, is we're gonna jump from one clown to another. And for this next story, y'all, I swear, I swear to you all, I never in my life thought that I would be reporting on this clown. But here we go. <laughs> ah, what is that? It is the, um, the I was gonna say the beautiful bearded lady. No, it's the bearded something is what that is. Okay, so this is the Biden administration, illegitimate Joe and his illegitimate administration. You could tell they are reaching. They're like, we're not popular. And we already know the gay community and and the kids don't like us, uh, let alone they don't care. Like they don't care about anything political. Trust me. The only people in the gay community that care about politics are the old men that sit in the back room while all the boys are having an orgy in the front. Like, trust me, guys. So let me tell you what, they are reaching here. Now, not only are they not popular, but they also also are trying to get the vaccines push now we have states across the board now who are funding million dollar um lotteries they're 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 wasting the money from these covid relief funds right like we're going to sign this covid relief bill so you have millions of dollars going into your states and cities and what do they do They use it on lotteries to force people to want to get vaccines. Like, it's a sick, sad world, guys. And um, I think that's also, I, I, th- I think that the use of that money is not only unethical, it's very questionable about whether they should be able to use funds for that. Like, why would you do that? That makes no sense. That could go into building a new hospital. That could go into so many other things to actually help people with the coronavirus. But no, they're going to waste it on, they're going to waste it on uh, uh, um, uh, a lottery to try and get people to to take these vaccines and now because no one's taking these vaccines they have clowns like this this guy here uh uh, speaking for them now this is just to get the gays and the youth following him now it's a shame that people like this guy are um what do you call it are are role models because they're called influencers right on the internet idiots like this are role models and i swear guys i never thought i would be reporting about this clown i cannot stand him do i know who he is Yes, I do, cuz I do have friends who are in the beauty what actually they're more like friends past tense. <laughs> Because a lot of people have dumped me, uh, 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 you know, when it came to figuring out what my, uh, you know, my political and my, my, uh, thoughts are in regards to that. Uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, to each their own, if you want to wear makeup and be a man, I mean, that's not my taste. I could tell you that much for sure. And I, I would never do something like that, but this here, I mean, come on, you want to be a bearded lady also? I mean, get over it guy. Okay. So let's just get into the story so I can get this clown off the screen. Uh, 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 illegitimate Joe and and that demon Fauci held a coronavirus vaccine conference. And they had to invite this guy. Uh, his name is Manny. I thought it was Manny Mao or something, but apparently it's Manny M-U-A whatever, right? I mean, I cannot stand this guy. Uh, they had to invite him onto his program. And we're going to watch some of it. So this guy, because I know a lot of people out there have no idea who this Joker is, like, seriously. Like, and, and that's okay you don't need to know about this idiot you know and it's funny because in the field of beauty influencers out there like a lot of them a lot of them are, are uh, scandals are breaking a scandalo one of them just got uh, one of them just got totally in trouble and and rightfully so uh for um uh hitting on and uh you know doing sexting and stuff with underage people right? You know, and, and these people are supposedly supposed to be role models. They're supposed to be influencers, you know? Well, it's just, this is sick and disgusting if you ask me. And it just goes to show you the lengths of depravity that this illegitimate administration has to go to. Not that they couldn't get there on their own, right? But they have to include jokers like this on the way down. All right, let's go. Oh God. Okay. So I know you got, I know people don't like to see this illegitimate snake. I mean, well, he's not an illegitimate snake. He's quite an authentic snake, but he is an illegitimate president, right? Uh, Oh, hey, uh, hey, President Biden, I got my Trump tie on. (laughs) Okay, anyways, let's take a look a little bit at this. It's just so pathetic. It is so pathetic. It is so terrible. Um, But you know what? They got to do what they got to do in order to get people back on their side. And I already told them the gay community. They're not the activist type. Unless you got poppers and mimosas there, they ain't going to show up. All right, let's play this. Let's play this joke. If you were to be stranded on a desert island and you had to bring one product with you, a skincare product that you might really love, what would it be? Some
1: sunscreen. There we go. Welcome to the YouTube Town Hall on COVID-19 vaccination with President Joe Biden and Dr. Anthony Fauci. My name is Karine Jean-Pierre, and I'll be hosting these conversations that we're going to have today. Now, listen, we are doing this today because we wanted to partner up with some of your favorite creators to have a conversation about the importance of getting vaccinated. Let's get started with our first conversation, Manny MUA. Manny MUA, can you hear me? How are you guys doing? Doing well. Doing fine. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you guys so much for doing this with me. I really, really appreciate it. You guys are absolutely great. I have a couple questions for you guys. There's a lot of rumors that are going around that young and healthy
0: people don't need to get the vaccine. You should save it for people who are a little bit older. What do you guys think about that? Both of your guys' thoughts? Young children, even though when they get infected, it's unlikely that they would have a serious disease compared to an elderly
1: person or a person who has an underlying condition, they are not exempt from getting serious illness. So you want to protect the youngsters, be they adolescents, be they young children, you want to protect them, there's no doubt about it. But then there's also the
0: responsibility that you have of not being part of spreading the infection throughout the community. So you almost want to take what I call a societal responsibility. Protecting children also protects society. Um, so I've heard rumors about, you know, of course, a vaccine passport, when you need to confirm whether you have the vaccine or not to travel or to go to
1: concerts, et cetera. Do you feel like that's going to be something that's going to be implemented more? These rumors of vaccine passports, I think it just plays the paranoia in, in some people, particularly with younger people. And uh, that's just not the case. But if you've been vaccinated you don't need to wear a mask and if you're not you should wear a mask for your own safety sake and for the sake of the people you care a great deal about the people you love it's so easy for people to get a vaccine all you have to do is text your zip code and the number four three eight eight two nine it'll tell you exactly where you can go to get a vaccine you can get it quickly and you know what uber and lyft have come along and they've said that for the end of may all the way through the july 4th anybody who calls them They'll pick them up, take them to a vaccine site, wait
0: for them, and take them back. That's a big deal. That's amazing. Okay, I just have to pause it on that point. So the government under illegitimate Joe can get Uber and Lyft to give you a free ride to get a vaccine. But they can't do it on election day. What's up with that? You know why? Why can't we get free Uber and Lyft rides to get to the polls? I mean, you talk about wanting to get uh, uh, wanting to make it more accessible to minorities. Uh, I, I mean, come on, like oh, but you can get your vaccine for free on Uber and Lyft, but you cannot even get to the polls on election day, especially if you're walking and it's a rainy day and the poll site ain't close. I mean, it seems to rain every election day where i'm at anyways let's finish this joke real quick it's almost over guys i promise i'm sorry i'm putting you through this and that's, honestly that's incredible i love that they did an initiative like that I feel like that's absolutely amazing and so responsible of them
1: you know for my last question president biden because i am a beauty guru myself <laughs> you know i do have to ask if you were to be stranded on a desert island and you had to bring one product with you a skincare product that you might really love what would it be I think uh, my wife, before I headed to that island, would tell me that you better bring some sunscreen. There we go. That was all the questions I had. I just want to say thank you so much. Have an amazing money both you. Have a great
0: day. You too. Ugh. 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 Oh, I could not believe that. I was like this story is so retarded. Um but yeah, I mean there you go. Someone put in the chat a pedo telethon <laughs> for the jab. Like, you don't say and and I would say while well, um you know, uh, a uh, illegitimate Joe is not averse to uh, that uh, that guru guy's type. Uh, he's probably a little bit too old for him. Uh, his type probably doesn't grow beards, whether they're male or female. Anyways, guys, so that was a joke. I just thought, you know, I thought you would see the cl- I thought I'd show you the clown show. I know you all probably saw it already, but uh, that was just whoopsies. That was just... <laughs> I cannot believe that like that's how desperate they are guys. That's how desperate they are. Like they're they're literally grasping at straws. You know, they're like they're they're you know, open-fingered in the wind. They can they're losing guys. They are losing 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 on all fronts and I don't even think that that bearded thing could get people to go support and get the vaccines. It's just ridiculous. I mean, that's why they're wasting all this money on lotteries that could be going to like way better things you know than any of that so all right that was just something now let's now let's get back to the basics guys let's get back to the basics. That's what I want to do. That's that's what I'm talking about. Especially when it came to things like when it came, it came to things like oh well, don't you care about I don't know like all the little things that people fight over, all the little divisive things that people squabble over. You know, like like let's take for example gay marriage. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. But can we at least get our republic back before you start squabbling over that? Like, can we at least do that? Can we at least get our constitution healed? You know, can we at least kick out all of the snakes? that are sitting in the House and the Senate before we start squabbling over something is non Well, I mean, I don't wanna take that away from them. I know everyone has their own separate views on that, but um, I'm just like, come on guys, like let's let's take care of business first. So let's get back to basics. Um, so the 1776 commission was in the news this week. Uh, now, for those of you who don't know or don't remember what that was, uh, basically it was, uh, it was something that President Trump had put together to bring back the heritage, to bring back the lost memory of what 1776 and what that meant. And it was also a fight against things like the 1619 Project. Now, or is it 1618? It might have been 1618 or 1619 Project. But the 1618 Project was something that they were starting to teach in universities and in schools. And they were starting to base their whole curriculum on this 1618 Project, which basically would have ruined the history of America. Now, you know the libs, the dems, the progressive, the communists, they were all trying to get us to rewrite our history, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's underneath this whole 16, 18 or 19 project. Let me, let me make sure I'm getting you the right years here. Uh, let's see. 16, 16, 16. Uh, maybe someone's saying it in the chat. No, maybe not. Okay, cool. Well, it's okay, guys. I think it's a 16, 18 project. Yeah. Oh, 16, 19 project. And, and it was formed by the New York Times. Go figure, right? Okay, so the 1619 Project was basically trying to erase and rewrite the history of America. That's where you get these people who are doing like... Uh, let me see if I got another photo here. Yeah, the President's Advisory. 1776 Commission Final Report. Uh, they were trying to like... you know That's how they were getting all the statues removed. They're saying that it was all based in racism and stuff like that. Well, uh, Daily Signal had this to say about the 1776 Commission. It reconvened on this past Monday to voice opposition to federal regulation, pushing schools to promote critical race theory and to call for states and localities to establish their own similar panels to promote accurate American history. You see that, that 1619 project was just going to erase everything, but anyhow, um, the seventeen. Okay. So, uh, Biden, he decommissioned it like he took it off the table and I was like, Ooh, Ooh, so they're still, they reconvened even though they were decommissioned. Hmm, what does that tell you, huh? And I, I kind of wondered what was going to happen. We reported about that, I think, in February or March. Um, when that was going on, I was like, dang, like, they're going to take this away too. I mean, it's a 70- 1776 commission. Like, shouldn't all parties on all sides of the aisle want something like a 1776 commission? Like, I mean, it stands to reason, right? I mean, we don't even have to reason about it. It just makes common sense. Um, so it marked the commission's first meeting since being abolished by President Select Joe Biden as a presidential advisory panel four months after President Donald uh, Trump created it. Uh, President Trump created it. Uh, it says here, um, recalling the long history of citizen participation in our civic life, we can we call on states countries, and local communities to form their own 1776 commissions to advance this great work of American renewal as we prepare for the 250th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence in July of 2026. Would that not be something, y'all? If everything was going as it should, and as we hope, and as some of us have expected some of us longer than others by July of 2026 I think that would be amazing guys to celebrate the 250th anniversary of our declaration of independence and you know we have we have an America first president back in office followed by a cabinet of America first po- well I don't even want to call them politicians at that point I think they will be statesmen y'all they will not be politicians we will have statesmen back in our capital Will that not be the glorious day? Okay, anyways, uh, the commission report uh, went on to say, oh, was that all of it? I think it was. So, okay, so anyways, the proposed rules uh, should be withdrawn and individual states should oppose any such race-based pedagogy as part of the curricula, especially if the curricula is imposed by the federal government. So this is kind of what they're seeking for it to do. It said the Constitution leaves education to the states and localities and denies the federal government any authority to impose national curriculum standards. The federal governments should not circumvent this obstacle by using federal funding to entice states and uh, localities to adopt what it wants taught in the nation's schools. Uh, And we learned from the failed Common Core experiment that one size fits all national models are a blueprint for trivializing and mechanizing learning. Uh, It's institutionalizing as well. Instead, they encourage um, a genuine civics education that will rebuild common bonds, mutual friendship and civic devotion and eagerly look forward to the forthcoming release of curricula designed in the true spirit of 1776. So they reconvened and they are going to proceed with creating, designing um, a curriculum That will be in the spirit of 1776. So I think that is absolutely exciting, guys. Uh, It says President Trump 1776 commission described by the White House as historic and scholarly effort to help restore Americans understandings of how the country was founded. Trump created the commission last year amid the national anti-police brutality protests that took aim at many of the country's founding fathers, attempting and frequently succeeding in removing statues of them from public places. The 1776 commission was also formed about one year after the New York Times 1619 project, which attempted to reframe United States history by making the consequences of slavery and the contributions of black Uh, Americans more central to the national narrative and in its final report um, it it was uh, it describes as a dispositive rebuttal of the reckless re-education attempts Uh, the White House said in the 45 report page report um, that it provides a chronicle of United States history challenging those that attempt to reframe American history around the idea that the United States is not an exceptional country but an evil one So that's what the current administration is saying about this report. Uh, Now, uh, this article from uh, Just the News, I believe it was, went on to say... That the report released Monday was also critical of what it calls destructive scholarship that misrepresents the history of slavery and radical discrimination. States and schools districts should reject any curriculum that promotes one-sided partisan opinions, activist propaganda, or fractional or factional ideologies that demean America's heritage, dishonor our heroes, or deny our principles." The 1776 document also states deliberately destructive scholarship shatters the civic bonds that unite all Americans. It silences the discourse essential to a free society by breeding division, distrust and hatred among citizens. And it is the intellectual force behind so much of the violence in our cities, suppression of free speech in our universities and defamation of our treasured national statues and symbols. Uh, um, oh, and it. it It concludes that we are concerned that the United States Department of Education's proposed rule-defining priorities for the American history and civics education programs, whether as critical race theory or under the misleading name of anti-racism, actually encourages and seeks to direct federal funds to teaching of racial discrimination in America's elementary and secondary schools. So that's definitely something that, I mean, we've seen that already. We've seen that in videos. You know, sometimes the students will leak videos. But not only that. They were also making more room for the pedophiles to get in to teach kids as young as what? Kindergarten, first and second grade? Confusing things on whether or not they're a boy or a girl or even how to masturbate? I mean, come on, guys. That is just disgusting. Disgusting, Gretchen, Gretchen Whitmer. Sorry, guys. That was a flashback from yesterday. So I think this is very heartening. I think it, it says something that even behind the scenes, even though this has been decommissioned, that they are, uh, they went ahead and they um, decided to go ahead and reconvene the 1776 commission. So that is great news to me. If you ask, uh, something well worth, well worth looking into. We'll see how that goes as it moves forward. Okay, guys, we're almost finished with the C report for today. Just a couple of more stories. Ah, uh, yes, I'm sure all of you guys remember this freak. I know a lot of us here do. A lot of us here do. Uh, so uh, let's talk a little bit about this. This individual, this individual one, John Earl Sullivan, otherwise known as Jaden X. Now, this guy, this guy was uh, was present and accounted for during the January sixth false flag riots at the Capitol building. Uh, now, that was of course during uh, the Million Maga March that everyone went in attendance because they were upset. No. They weren't just upset. They were angry, angry. Uh, They were mad as hell and they weren't going to put up with it, but they weren't going to riot or, you know, kill anyone, obviously, about how the election was being handled by our states and by our Supreme Court. Well, this guy, obviously, we know his story. We know that he was a an active BLM member and then later disavowed as being a loose cannon. We know that he was uh associated remotely with antivers um, and also that he had this website uh, was it um, uh, insurgent u s a or some 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 jargon like that where he was selling like you know riot gear and ideologies uh, that later on he claimed that he was actually a patriot and and later on he claimed that um You know, that he was, uh, he was, uh, he was, uh, there to, to, to get Trump. But we all know that that was wrong. We all know that it was false. We've seen the stories. We've seen the videos where he's going out there and he's saying things like they need to get the MFR out of office in reference to Trump. Uh, he's calling for a revolution, et cetera, and stuff like that. And yes, he and a whole bunch of other Antifa people did show up. Uh, and and they were in a in, in a camo and stuff like that with their MAGA hats, trying to provoke them. Anyways, uh, we could talk. Well, actually, we can we can actually really go into that because uh, we have the uh, filing there. Let's see. First of all, let I me mean, the reason why he's on the screen is because uh, he got arrested again. <laughs> now he was initially arrested. Um, um. by the DOJ on January 14th in Utah because this idiot broadcasted his face all over everything. This idiot who could not keep his mouth shut about anything. Now, I got to say, guys, their operatives are either sloppy or they're just big egomaniacs and they can't keep their mouths shut. You know, like, so they're, they're I mean, these are all millennials too, right? All the young ones. They're just, they're morons. Okay, so let, let's see here. Uh, let's talk about this one where he was, uh, Arrested in January six uh, on January fourteenth, but he was released. Okay, now this also happened. Now this is footage uh, from Millennial Millie or Millie Weaver. Um, you know, I admire her work, and uh, she was actually there in DC. Now, apparently, guys, I was staying at the wrong Hilton. Mm-hmm because uh, the Hilton that these guys are at, that's where all the action was happening. So if you were there on January 6th, or if you were watching the news, you know that they put the the city into curfew basically at about 6 p.m. So I was headed back to my hotel at that time, um, and it got dark pretty quick there. But uh, anyways, after hours, um, they didn't allow anyone on the streets except for essential workers. Well, I mean... Press is essential, so she was on the streets, and uh, this is what she recorded.
1: Hey, so were you? Yeah. Were you at the Capitol? Okay. Um. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Follow him, Millie. Follow him. He's walking away. <laughs>
1: Are you BLM? Are you Black Lives Matter? John, can you just answer are you Black Lives Matter with Black Lives Matter or are you with the right-wing people? Yeah, but are you Black Lives Matter? So he just said on the phone that he is not being charged with anything. Did you say you weren't being charged with anything? I thought I heard you say that. Are you Black Lives Matter, John? Black Lives
0: Matter? Uh, no, this okay, so let's go ahead and pull up one of these videos here. Uh, this is just for the troll over at Twitch. Okay, so here he is wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt. Uh, okay, so maybe he's not antifa, but he did sell his riot gear to them. And uh, yeah, here he is. Uh, he, here he is. Um, you know, talking about a revolution. All right, let's go.
1: What's going on everybody? My name's John Sullivan. I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. My group is Insurgents USA. We fucking about to burn this shit down. Fuck this shit. Anybody out here seen that white militia guy shoot three three kids? Yeah. Fuck that guy. And I will tell you this shit is... In Utah, a whole bunch of white militia came out there, formed against our group. We out there strapped, we out there ready to burn that shit down. We out there to defend our fucking selves. We gotta defend ourselves now too. We do. Cause power to the people. Power to the people power to the people. Power Damn right. We got fucking we gotta fucking rip Trump out of that office right over there. Fucking pull him out that shit. Nah nah we ain't about fucking waiting till the next election. We about to go get that motherfucker. I ain't about that shit. Cause you know what time it is? I want y'all to be after me. It's time, it's time for a revolution. It's time for a revolution. It's time, it's time for, a revolution. for a revolution. Thank you guys, I appreciate you, y'all.
0: Okay, so there he is calling for a revolution. Uh, they usually do they usually do uh, I mean that 's not all we got. okay, so I mean a lot of people were also trying to figure out who this guy was connected to. Uh, he is the son of retired Major General Kevin J. Sullivan of the United States Air Force. That is confirmed. We also know that his brother, James Sullivan, is a patriot who was with the proud Boys. We also know that the Proud Boys are infiltrated and they were started by someone over at Vice magazine or Vice, whatever that Vice annoying thing is. So it's compromised there. Uh, Gavin McGinnis was part of the Proud Boys and he's also very useful at, you know, you know, uh, setting certain, you know, stories out there. I, I don't follow him personally, so I, I just, you know, couldn't tell you much about it. Um, let's go ahead and talk about a little bit about uh, some of these uh Things that were filed against him. I'm sure I got it here somewhere. Oh, here it is. Okay, let's go ahead and expand that for you guys. Um, let's see here. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look at this a little bit closer. Uh, let me see. Here's my. Here it is. Okay, okay. And then let me go ahead and get this on the screen for you all, so you can read. You can see that. Yes, I'm reading it. Okay. So the United States of America. Oh, so this is about how they seize his assets, right? But let's go ahead and talk about the background now. They seized $90,000 from this dude, 90 K guys, because the footage, the professional footage that he took of this entire riot where he, he's talking and talking. And he said he was there as a journalist, but as you'll see through this document, that's not exactly the case. Um, um, He sold to CNN and to uh, some other, some other things. Well, it'll say here and that. And then like, okay, so he also appears on CNN, I got to say, and we're going to look at that video also, like, I had just gotten back to my hotel and he was already on CNN. I wonder how he got on there so quickly. Anyways, okay, let's go. Okay, so it says on January 7, 2021, the defendant John Earl Jones participated in a voluntary interview with law enforcement in Washington, D.C., et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so here it's talking about uh, how he was pointing out how he had tactical gear on. You know, he has a tactical vest, he has a gas mask. Um, The video captures the defendant filming. Uh, Let me go ahead and highlight this while I do that, too. So this way you guys don't think I'm just making up words. Okay, uh, the video of the defendant filming in the front of the crowd as they push through police barriers on the west side of the United States Capitol after the crowd broke through the last barricade and as he and the others approached the Capitol building, the defendant can be heard saying at various points, there are so many people, let's go. This S is ours, F yeah. We accomplished this bull. We did this together, F yeah. We're all part of history. Let's burn this S down. So then here he's filming uh, when they break through the gates and uh, where they're climbing over the walls and he just got all the good angles, guys. All the good angles. Uh, The video follows as the defendant roams the Capitol building with other individuals who unlawfully entered at various points. The defendant can be heard saying, we got to get this S burnt down. It's our house MFers and we are, we are getting this S. Several times during the video, the defendant encounters law enforcement officers who are trying to prevent further advancement by those who enter unlawfully. Shortly after entering, officers try to direct the defendant and others out of an exit, but he tells them we're just recording. There's too many people to be acting like this, like you're not, solving anything. I'm just recording events. It's not worth it. I'm just trying to record. I'm just filming. No freedom of the press. At other points, he's telling the officers to stand down. Um, at one point in the video, the defendant enters an office within the Capitol building. He says, we did this S we took this S the defendant also appears to break a window and says, I broke it. My bad. My apologies with that. They already broke a window. So, you know, I didn't know. I didn't have to hit it hard, etc. Um, at another point in the video, the defendant joins a crowd gathered before the main entrance of the house chamber in the United States Capitol. The defendant can be heard telling other Um, At one point in the video, the defendant enters an office within the Capitol building. He says, we did this S. We took this S. The defendant also appears to break a window and says, I broke it. My bad. My apologies. With that, they already broke a window. So, you know, I didn't know I didn't have to hit it hard, etc. Um, At another point in the video, the defendant joins a crowd gathered before the main entrance of the House chamber in the United States Capitol. The defendant can be heard telling other individuals there are there's officers at the door. The defendant can also be heard saying, hey, guys, I have a knife. I have a knife. Let me up. Um, let's see here. Okay. So, and it goes on, this is a uh, kind of like the Ashley Babbitt part. Like he was conveniently there as well, you know? And so that's of course, something that you have to like kind of wonder about, you know, here's more of the Ashley Babbitt stuff. Okay. So here goes into the selling of Sullivan's video um, tapes. And and really, that's the only reason why I'm bringing this up, because I want to talk about how he sold his tapes and how much money he made and, and how the government has seized his assets and his lawyers are like, uh, but uh the money that he made from those videos have nothing to do with the crime. I think the lawyers are just worried that they're not gonna get paid. Anyways, okay, let's talk about this and then we can do we can wrap it up, guys. At various times in a statement, law enforcement, the defendant has claimed he was at the US Capitol to document and report only. In addition, at various times since the events of January 6th, the defendant has claimed to be a journalist. The defendant admitted to law enforcement, however, that he has no press credentials and the investigation has. Has not revealed any connection between the defendant and any journalistic organizations prior to the events of January. The defendant posted on January 6th a video from on or about January 5th, 2021 in Washington, D.C., in which he states to the camera, I mean, didn't I kind of make up a background though on the fly a little bit? I think I made it up. Uh, what did I say I was? Oh, yeah, I was just a journalist, but I use that all the time. Yes, I'm a journalist. I'm here recording. I got my camera on my shoulder. Literally Literally. Literally, I have my big A camera on my shoulder right here and I have my gimbal. So it kind of looks like it. Yeah, I'm just here recording the situation. Yeah, live streaming. Look, I have people on my live stream. That's why I pulled it back out. So uh, he said that and then it says on January 6th, however, the defendant was captured in recordings by another individual shortly after exiting the United States Capitol building, expressing excitement that he captured the shooting on of the woman on film. The defendant stated, everybody's going to want this. Nobody has it. I'm selling it. I could make millions of dollars. The defendant also spoke to someone on speakerphone stating, I brought my megaphone in. I brought my megaphone to instigate this. I was like, "Guys, we're going inside. We're effing s up. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna make these Trump supporters f all this s up. by By mean, but I mean, you'll see. I have it all. I have everything. Everything on cameras. Everything I just told you. I mean everything. Trust me. When I say my footage is worth like a million dollars, millions of dollars, I'm holding on to that. Open source news reporting, moreover, has details how in the days after January 6, 2021, the defendant repeatedly changed self-description on the homepage of his website. On January 10th, the defendant changed the description from activist, athlete, motivational speaker to activist, video journalist, athlete um, over a photograph of himself protesting in tactical gear with an assault rifle outside the Utah State Capitol last summer. On January 11th, he began updating the text to video journalist, activist, athlete, On January 12th, he changed the image to a loop from his video of the United States Capitol and further updated the text to to just video journalist. So he was definitely trying to uh, cover his tracks, I guess you could say there. Now, here it says, based on those pleadings and the government's investigation, the government determined that the defendant received $90,875 in payments from at least six companies for the rights to use his video footage of the United States Capitol. $89,875 of the payments went to the defendant's personal bank account, um, and $1,000 payment went to Venmo, um, and that was registered to his phone number and his former residence. Um, and so, yes, CNN was one of those that did receive it, of course. So anyways, let's see here if I have any other things in my notes to go over before we wrap it up on this guy. Like I said, he, they, these operatives these days just can't keep their mouth shut. <laughs> They are so retarded. Okay. Let's see. Sullivan in statements and online reports said that he attended a number of black lives matter protests. He's posted numerous anti-police and anti-Trump statements. He's also allegedly posted support on Twitter for armed revolutions After leaving the Capitol on January 6th, Sullivan was seen, according to federal prosecutors, telling witnesses that he brought his megaphone. Oh, yeah, we already covered that. Uh, Sullivan, um, they said, also portrayed himself as a journalist who was documenting the incident. However, we know that wasn't true. Um, Let's see here if I have anything else that's worth bringing up. Uh, let's see, appearing to reference his participants in Black Lives Matter events at one point on January 6th. He also was allegedly heard saying, I am ready, bro. I've been to too many riots. I've been at so many riots. At one point, Sullivan allegedly told him to stand down. Yes, we covered that. Uh, he said that he had a knife at one point, according to federal prosecutors, and that he recorded this. So, yeah, $90,000 now. Okay, so $35,000 he was paid by CNN and he was paid thirty five thousand dollars by NBC to get this footage. So I guess it's seventy k, and the other twenty k probably came from the other four outlets that he was making money off of. Um, and like I said, his attorneys, his lawyers said that uh, uh, at the onset, defendant notes that he needs the funds in the seized bank account in order to pay his rent and other household necessities. Of course, like I said, they're probably just afraid that they're not going to get paid. Let's play this quick interview with him on CNN. And guys, I got to say, I mean, who would want to go on CNN, right? Like who would really want to go on there unless you're you're grifting or you're looking to make money off of a movement or something off like that? Like, are you want to get are you have an ego of? trip or something like that i mean i think if you're a real patriot you do like the people in arizona and you're like i don't want to talk to you it's okay because you know whatever they're going to sell they're going to spin now that's not to say that any uh well-to-do politicians maybe one of the what 10 to 12 13 15 people uh, uh representatives and senators who are actually fighting for america that's not to say that you know if they go on cnn that, that necessarily makes them a shill or a bad guy but if you're a nobody like this guy you're either paid opposition or a shill or you got an ego problem or you're like i don't know a useful idiot for them and i, I just don't think that that would be the case with someone like him anyways just real quick i, I mean by the time i got to my my hotel he was already on tv yeah, like, he
1: was, like, guys there's
0: guns there's guns you don't want to go through there like they were they, like they were going to shoot like not just like hold it there and, and, and run away they,
1: they were literally going to shoot to kill the second that she climbed through the window she got shot, like, right in the neck area, fell backwards, and I just remember, like, the sense of shock and sorrow that somebody just died and did not need to die because she didn't have a weapon. She wasn't being violent in any way. We just let police officers through. We weren't trying to hurt anybody at that moment in time.
0: Okay, so yeah, I guess it. Yeah, that one's from my um, <laughs> that one's from my personal page. Okay, uh, let me see. Even uh, I know I have another video. Oh yeah, here's one from him here. <laughs>
1: A crowd of about I would say probably more than fifty thousand
0: people just at the Capitol base like trying to get in it's being described from someone who got inside the US Capitol as crazy. At one point he bucks
1: us a grab ride shield and started slamming bias
0: against the bomb, took that, threw it down the steps, and threw the officer down steps as well. Utah John Sullivan is the founder of Insurgents USA, a civil rights group. He says he was in DC to document Wednesday's protest and found himself behind the group that eventually made their way inside the Capitol, and he okay, I'm gonna stop it there in the interest of time because I gotta get jumping soon. Um, and I apologize to psych major over in Twitch. I, I mean, they trolled me pretty hard during the story. I don't know. Um, and, and thank you, Doreen Merck. I appreciate that. Uh, I, I apologize. I don't have the, uh, the reference to where this man, John Sullivan, if you want to call him that, actually did say that um, people were attacking the BLM buses. So I apologize. I couldn't provide that documentation to you on this report. Okay. Last story for the day. I thought this was a very interesting story talking about shills, right? And talking about other people uh, who might be uh, shilling for them. It, it came out and this is, this is an exclusive. I don't know how they do it over there at Torrey says.com, but they had emails that they released between Tucker Carlson and Hunter Biden that goes to show that Tucker Carlson might be a little bit friendlier with Biden than Hunter than we may have additionally uh, originally thought or known about. Uh, so basically, this is an open letter that they wrote over there at, at TorreySense.com that they wrote to Tucker um, in regards to his reporting on a, one of uh, Hunter's mistresses who is like, actually like a financial advisor for like a Chinese bank over there or a company. So uh, Tucker put it under this blanket that she was just some, you know, some, some floozy, right? Uh, no brain floozy but she's actually a very very well educated and powerful person in china uh so this was an open letter i want to show you guys the um the the emails first Uh, let me see if i can't get a way to expand that Mm, i might not be able to have to blow it up this way just because i want you to see the body of this text how they got this i don't know but uh so it says here um from tucker carlson to hunter biden uh, of course Getting on a plane now, but I'll ask Susie to send it right away. Thanks again. It's really nice of you to do this. And then um, it says in response, uh, Hunter Biden, uh, hey, buddy, I need Buckley's CV if you have one handy. Thanks. And then Tucker Carlson responds, Hunter, I can't thank you enough for writing that letter to Georgetown on Buckley's behalf. So nice of you. I know it'll help. Hope you're great, and we can get all get dinner soon. Interesting, huh? So apparently they're buddy buddy. I mean that's I mean I mean Tucker Carlson meeting with Hunter Biden. I wonder if when we were asking where's Hunter. If, um, you know, Tucker could have answered that question now, guys, I'm not attacking Hunter. I mean, I'm not taking, I'm not attacking Tucker because I mean, clearly this man has been a big vocal piece for the Patriot movement. Now I don't watch him like I used to, you know, and, and there were other things that came out with Tucker that was a scandalo, but, um, you know, I think this just goes to show you that, uh, things come out eventually okay so let's go ahead there here's another email now this is again from tucker carlson to hunter biden are you kidding i'm glad you called what they did was repulsive and immoral and i hope i wrecked their day i certainly tried to f them let me know if there's any way we can help so then hunter biden responds i'm sorry for even calling you I know I put you in a difficult position, and upon reflection as your friend, I should never have done that. I was just so upset that they went to my house and confronted Finnegan. I've been in Delaware the last two months sleeping in my nephew's bed, and considering that Hunton has a propensity to keep it in the family, it it disturbs me to have read that sentence. Okay, Um, and it's hard to... And that word's in the... Anyways, and it's hard to even get up in the morning sometimes. Um, Anyways, Eric provided all the information on background that proves this was not me. Not my IP address, not my credit card numbers, not my birth certificate, etc. But they still come anyway. I can take the hit... I'll be fine, but the notion that under any circumstance, whether ordered to uh, ordered to by any by an editor or not, that someone would confront my 16-year-old daughter at my home is just wrong. Regardless, I should have never put you in this position. You have your own family, all whom of whom I love, and your own business. And defending me is not something a friend should ask a friend to do. Tell Susie we love her and miss you both very much. Sent from his iPhone, and then Tucker responds: Just lost my S on the editor over there. He claims the London office forced him to do it. He's a pig either way. And I told him so. This whole thing is disgusting and awful. And it breaks my heart that you all have to go through it. I'm really sorry. Let me know if there's anything Susie and I can do to help sent from his iphone so i don't know guys it looks like things might be squaring up on mr tucker carlson over there but i guess we'll see what happens i don't know um i mean these are just some exclusive emails that were released there regarding tucker carlson all right guys that's all i got to say today oh and don't forget i will drop all of these articles in my uh, In my discord at the end of the show And I thank you guys for tuning in I was in early of course because I have Family matters I have to take care of tonight Um, And we will be taking care of that My sister is having surgery and I gotta Get ready to jump Um, We will be back tomorrow, same place, same time What time is that? I don't know If you uh, hit the bell over there at pill.net, you'll definitely be notified Of when I'm going live And if I'm not, make sure you hit me up At my anchor.fm slash The X Podcast. That's T-H-E-E-X podcast Till then, you guys have a great evening, a great night, and enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Goodbye, America. We'll see you tomorrow.